worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Chris Thrill. I'm a former Royal Marines commando. I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Hello friends, I hope this finds you well. I'm Chris Rawl, as many of you know. I'm a former Royal Marines commando, da 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 da. And um, today we're just gonna be looking at something which doesn't get enough attention, probably purposely, and that's veterans' mental health. We're gonna be looking at a video. It stars, if that's the right word, uh, a friend of mine, Phil Campion, who is uh, who's done a lot of speaking? I think it's for Sky News. Um, we're going to take a look. I'm just going to give you my thoughts on it because a lot of people are very deluded in this area, and you only get one life, folks. You get one. You can go through it being deluded and a bit of a knobhead, or you can see life for what it actually is. You can get out there and smash it. it can be a positive force for good in the world. You can be a role model for your children that look up and say, my mummy, my daddy, they're a warrior. They don't just believe what they see on that box in the corner of the room, right? I hope it's making sense. Not meant to be a lecture, folks. Just many of you know, I completely lost my mental health when I left the forces. Ended up shinning across a wire between two skyscrapers in Hong Kong whilst working as a doorman, nightclub doorman, for the 14k triads, that's a Hong Kong crime family, and I totally believe my commando training had prepared me for, for this moment in my life, I was that ill, and no one was talking about it back then, more poor people are talking about mental health now, so let's just continue the conversation, shall we, let's get into it, so just, I mean, right from the start, here's our, uh, here's our presenter shit's just loaded in society isn't it they're all always you know gorgeous dolly birds and for a start how's that meant to make people feel that don't don't fit this criteria because we come in all sorts of shapes and sizes don't we we've all got bits of stuff about us that we're, we're probably in an ideal world wouldn't have but we've got it and we have to live with it and a big part of life is getting comfortable with yourself and completely accepting yourself for who you are. Um, so we're we're off to a bit of a bad start, aren't we? By always portraying women in this certain light, covered in this false veneer of makeup, which 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 surely must be a bit schizophrenic in itself, isn't it? If this is you, but when you go out the door, you have to be like this. Bit of a bit of a discrepancy there when it comes to finding our true self, isn't it? But get on to Big Phil. 
Second World War, there have only been two years in which a British soldier was not killed on active duty. But for some, the end of the war is just the beginning of the battle. More than 40 people who served in the UK Armed Forces have taken their own lives so far this year alone. And this week, I sat down with some of the toughest men I've ever interviewed, talking about one of the hardest things to speak about, mental health. Toughest men she's ever interviewed. Clearly hasn't interviewed me before. Um, just a point there. Why is it? Why is mental health the hardest thing to talk about? Surely it should be the most important thing. Well, I can tell you from servicemen, from a serviceman's point of view, when you join up, you are quite left brain thinking, you know, you're not in, really in touch with your, what you call your feminine self. Et voila. As you may have noticed, I just put headphones on just maybe to stop the feedback. So yeah, you, you're not massively in touch with, with like your empathic self. You might have heard it called your feminine self. Um, you, you don't have that kind of spiritual balance in your life. You're young, you're macho, you're kind of indoctrinated through the military system and you're led to believe that there's a set of values or criteria that men conform to and it's like not talking about your feelings and of course for anyone that's even slightly educated you you know that's just it's horseshit um to be a real man you've got to be in touch with your feelings because people depend on you if you can't control them and get a grip on them and understanding understand what's happening to your mental health you're not going to be a good parent you know parent to your children you're not going to be a good partner to your wife you're going to be uh predisposed to 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 things like addiction and hitting the bottle and all that abuse that that creates in a family unit and you don't even know what's happening to you and why because you've always been too chicken to to talk about it so this is why it's changing now this is why people are realizing that no, it's actually like talking about mental health is that that's a heroic thing to do. Keeping it all bottled up to yourself, it's never going to be good. Here at the Brighton and Hove Amateur Boxing Club, veterans are marking the centenary of the First World War in a unique way. I am Phil Campion, former D Squadron 22 SS. So there's Big Phil. I've met Phil up in uh, London. He's a very nice man. He's also quite humble. It's um, hope he doesn't hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but Phil's more shyer when you meet him in person than this this persona, and I mean I mean that in a in a um, um, very respectful way. You know, as you know, I speak to special forces people pretty much on a daily, certainly several times a week basis, and. There's a lot of traits that 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 run in parallel or run in uh, similar, you know, run, run through these individuals, I should say. A bit like a bit like the Marines is you just meet a lot of really nice people, very well balanced, quite well adjusted, considering you know, what what they've come from. And each with a different sort of on a different um, different stage of the journey, you could say. That's one thing about being in the forces is. The longer you stay in, in that mindset where it it's quite a controlled environment, um, the less likely you are to be sort of far down the path to enlightenment, can we say. Fast forward this. So, Big Phil uh, fought against the West Side Boys, didn't he? Although we all know they're not, they weren't called the West Side Boys, were they? 
they were called that nasty word that we don't say. What was that in uh, Sierra Leone, wasn't it? SES went into the jungle, took on this rebel militia mob um, who, who all dressed up with women's wigs and were off their heads all the time. I think um, Colin McLaughlin, who's also been on the channel, he was involved in that mission too. Um, some quite, quite savage fighting went on there. And money for former colleagues who are struggling and who they believe their country has forgotten. Yeah, well, of course their country's forgotten them. Um, we've been systematically subjected to a brainwashing campaign since Vietnam. Again, some of the more intuitive amongst you will have noticed this. So what happened is in Vietnam, when, when the American hawks, you know, these sociopathic businessmen that just want war at all costs because they make the bombs, they make the bullets, they make the guns, they sell all the weapon systems, they sell the uniforms of the troops, they wash, you know, they own the companies that wash and dry the uniforms of the troops, or they did in the Gulf, right? All this stuff, they they control re reconstruction after the after the country's been bombed flat. Um, they wanted Vietnam. They were all ready poised to go. They needed an excuse, so they used the Gulf of Tonkin incident. If you're not familiar with that, I'd look it up. Basically, a sailor on watch one day went, huh, boss, skipper, I think I saw a torpedo, right? That's, it was horseshit. He didn't see anything, right? But off the back of that, the Hawks, who obviously own all the media companies, put it out that an American patrol boat had been attacked by the Vietnamese. Bang! All these troops that had already built up because they were building, you know, the Hawks. I don't mean the American people here. Uh, American people here. Um, for those of you that have met our uh, American brothers or sisters, or if you are American, you'll know loveliest people on earth. Absolutely kind, generous people. And I've loved spending time um, with Americans everywhere I've been in the world. But you've got to remember, America doesn't control America any more than Britain controls Britain. It's controlled by minority elite. They're very clever. They've been doing it for thousands of years. And, um, and they stand to benefit greatly from these conflicts. So they came up with a hogwash. What was it? That communism was going to sweep through Southeast Asia, across the world. And then we're all going to get killed in our beds by these um, rice growers. Any informed observer would just say, you know, in Vietnam, 99% of the population were just peasant farmers. They grew rice. They sold a little bit to buy their new hoe for the next year and they ate the rest of it. They earned maybe a dollar a year. When you earn a dollar a year, do you really care whether you're in a communist system of control or a capitalist? Of course you don't. You don't even get involved. You don't even vote. You just get your ox to pull your plough around the field and you look after your kids and, and that's life, right? So the smart young Americans coming out of the university started to realise this, started to realise this war's a load of hogwash and then, and then they started to rally and, and, and um, march and it got to the point where they kind of wrongly took their ear, ire, ire, ear, somebody put it in the comments, what, what is the word I mean? Their anger. They took it out on the poor troops. So the troops went into Vietnam, got smashed, you know, over 100,000 dead. 
this is just the Americans. The, the, the Vietnamese lost millions, just leveled, absolutely leveled by bombs. Men, women and children burned to death with hideous chemicals like, like napalm and phosphorus, right? So the, um, the people in, the, in the, uh, the youngsters in America rebelled against the troops and blamed them for this war, which was just completely wrong because, you know, troops don't start a war. They just follow orders. And the, the, these youngsters thought that they were signing up for freedom and for democracy. And what happened is they're coming back to the airports, so they're flying back into the US, coming back on ships, and they're getting spat at and called baby killer and all this kind of stuff. It wasn't even there. They didn't even want to, you know, they didn't even, half of them didn't want to be there, were conscripted. And those that did thought that they were doing the right thing. So the tide turned against these, these phony wars. And the sociopaths who meet behind closed doors to plan how they want the world this year and the next. And they do it for, for a hundred, hundreds of years in advance. They're so sociopathic. They don't care that they're never going to see the outcome. That doesn't bother them. They're just part of this big satanic plan, this this evil agenda, just to control and dominate the the planet and instill their um you know their one world order. And what they did is they said, right, we got to turn the table. We got to get people to to love soldiers again because if they don't, we haven't got the the pawns on our chessboard to go and fight our phony wars. I'm being a bit flippant here, folks, because this is talking about the death of hundreds of thousands of our young people that, that keep falling for this phony lie about freedom and democracy when it's never anything to, you know, well, it's rarely actually to do with that, about profit, greed, power, control. So what they did is they started this thank you for your service stuff, right? This buy a serviceman a couple they tried they they slowly manipulated people's minds into rather than spitting at the soldiers to buying them a cup of coffee do you see the change do you see how clever it is and now young people off their tongue comes thank you for your service they don't even know what they're saying if they knew some of the people you serve with they'd never be saying that stuff not just because none of us were heroes right it's just a job you join you join because it's better than being a, a, a confused young kid, a, a significant amount of us carrying childhood trauma and joining the military to prove ourselves. That's, that's why we didn't join to be heroes. And when you meet some of the people, you'll know that they're definitely not, not much heroic about them. So it's just a very clever scam, this, this whole military hero stuff. And when you see on the internet now the way people talk about troops, they utterly idol worship them and they have no understanding of what what role they play in this chessboard and who stands to gain when they come back from these wars with their eyes missing or their arms blown off or their legs blown off or the mum and dad have to get the news that their baby their baby boy or girl ain't coming home or they're going to come home in a body bag but half the body bags are actually empty all those coffins you see are actually empty because the body's been blown to smithereen there isn't anything to bring back your baby think about your baby they, you're never going to see them it's just awful we've got to start seeing it for what it is um yeah my point is going back to this news clip is 
yeah, of course the public don't give a shit about the veterans' mental health. Well, the vast majority, they're all, they're all brainwashed into thinking war is heroic. War's a great thing. And that soldiers are all like on call of duty. They're, they're bulletproof, you know. They're, it's good against evil. They, 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 this is the scenario. Let's watch a bit more. The Remembrance Rumble charity boxing match pictures former members of the SAS against ex-US Special Forces. In a SAS against US Special Forces. Sorry. Sorry, Yankee Doodle brothers and sisters. It's national competition. Here where 42 former members of the armed forces took their own... So they're having this boxing match. It's to raise awareness and mental health. It's a good thing that these guys are doing and, and they're getting off their ass rather than sitting on Facebook slagging off fellow veterans during a suicide epidemic. These guys are actually doing something. These are real legends, real warriors, and yes, these guys are here. These guys are actually heroes, right? Lives. The money is important, but just as crucial is seeing veterans as tough as these talk openly about mental health. Just going to pause it a sec. Did any of you guys struggle with your own mental? Health? We talked a bit about mental. Health. Did you yeah, know? see, I, I, again, I, I've struggled, you know, and again, it's not so much. I've struggled, obviously. Well, I'm leaving the military. I went and done security, so I, I went from one. Back yeah, I'm not going to um, play too much of this, folks, because I, I can make comment on a video. I can't just play the video, right? But yes, many of us join the forces because we were we suffered childhood trauma. Joining the forces doesn't cure that. What it does, it kind of helps you bury it because you're busy, you're active, you're, you're, you're focused, you're on your missions, you're on your, your, your leave, you're on your sport. It's all uh, kind of, you know, trauma that you're, that's not dealt with. Then you see maybe some things in the forces that are, yeah, pretty tough, okay? Um, and then you leave, you come out that cocoon where you've been looked after for 20 years. And then you get into Civvy Street, it's a different set of rules. I was saying to someone in a podcast this morning, one of the biggest things I had to learn is Civvy Street. And it, this sounds awful. And I hold my hand and say, yeah, it, it is awful. Is I had to learn that if I fell out with someone in the office, I couldn't just knock them out. You know, that's like a big no-no. When I was in the military, you fell out with someone, you went round the back of the building and, and you smashed into each other. And then afterwards, you stood up, you put your nose back together and you shook hands and, and it was done with it. And I'm not saying that's good, folks. I'm, I'm not suggest I'm not condoning the violent behaviour, but it's little things like that. that in Sibby Street, you, can you see the chalk and cheese there? It's so different. So different. Also in the military maybe you had a sense of loyalty like your buddies are there for you i don't think they always were if i was completely honest but but let's just say that you know you had that experience then you get in the office environment it's the complete opposite way around your buddy will sit opposite the desk from you looking you in the eye going all right chris good weekend yeah see that thing saturday night talking about fucking strictly or some shit you know what what they're not telling you in that comment is they they literally that morning have been to the boss to make a complaint about you and when he gets to the bottom of that complaint you haven't done anything wrong it's actually their mistake that they're that 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 they they're just too fucked in the head to realize it's their mistake and not not your this is this is what you can see in my voice the uh, sense of frustration right um, anyway so yeah many of us i mean when you speak to people like Phil and the Andy McNabbs, a lot of people 
don't know their parents or their parents been through massive divorces or or the parents were killed when they were young or they were in foster homes they were adopted all, all this kind of stuff right the military gives you that home then you come out of it and suddenly bang the real the realism of being in civic dream having to actually for the first time in your life look after yourself pay your bills it becomes too much because one thing that manifests very easy when you suffer childhood trauma is stress anxiety and it rises up well, what how have you been taught for 22 years to deal with that stress like that isn't it you see where the problem's starting to come in you get this bill you can't pay because you can't get a job the title of this video is uh something along the lines of we have a look it was like i can't even get a job as a lollipop man i can't find it doesn't matter you know i think this is phil saying after leaving the special forces I only had the skills to be a lollipop man, if if that. And I completely empathise with that because that's that's what how I felt. So you can't get a job, you feel underqualified, you're not you you you're the kind of team player that doesn't fit into the team. The bills are building up, your stress is rising up, you're feeling challenged, so the stress is rising even more. You're doing this thing, drinking alcohol to try and crush that stress or you're you're taking other substances suddenly your life's starting to spiral because you can't function in that environment and maintain stability as your life spirals the missus says sorry love i, I can't let the kids see this we're, we're off to the, my mother's they're gone so suddenly you've got you've lost your career you can't get a job now you've lost your family what do you do do more of that don't you you, you see this is why many of us um Many of us struggle. So, back to the video. Some blanks for another one, and that was fine because it was just one transition to to back into PTSD. But you know the stresses and strains of life that you're not used to in the military actually come on top. And you know there has been times where I thought, you know, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, that's the common response when you're placed under that much stress, and it's rising up in you. It's in every cell of your body. This stress, you can't sleep to get rid of it. It's just it's like zoning through you, wakes you up at half past three in the morning, boom, bang, straight, in, straight into fight or flight mode. You've got to remember, when you're traumatised from a young age, you lose the ability to control that fight or flight mode until you, until you learn mechanisms to, to control it. But you don't learn those mechanisms till you've been through the mill and realise you've got the problem, right? So these guys are just being blatantly honest. Um, from the military to then being a civilian in those environments, working alongside military, it was a struggle because I was used to asking for things and it would get done. And See, it's just saying what I said, working with civ but this is not knocking civilians. There's wonderful civilians out there and there's a lot of idiot service, you know, do you, not, you, you get what I'm trying to say? This is not about that. It's just saying it's such a different environment. Um, it really can be a shock. So I'm gonna end it there, folks, I think. Let's just see what Phil's got to say. You join, you should start learning about, you know, things that happen in Civvy Street. And like, and like I say, predominantly the guy that sets you off into Civvy Street in the army would be some guy that's been all the way through the ranks, spent 24, 30 years in the military, and it has reached the rank of captain, and well done to him, and he's sort of like out there, past your ankles, getting himself shoot.
Formed into Series 3 with a nice big pension. He's never been a Series. So what right has he got to put me in the Series 3? He doesn't know. Yeah. So that's when you need to visit someone who's probably been on the out for 10 or 15 years who comes back in and says, right, okay, I'll work under the direction of this guy, but this is this is where it is, this is where it's at, this is what you need to know. I didn't have a clue about anything when I got out. No. And like I say, even when I went to the job centre, the only job I was qualified to do was lollipop, man. It was in there we go. That was the title of this vid. The only job I was qualified to do was lolly, lollipop, man. Um, friends, get me back to Big Chris. Hang on a sec. I hope that's been of some help to you. I hope it helped any struggling veteran to um, to maybe make sense of what they're going through. What can you do? Okay, suggestions. Right, take action. Okay, got to cut down the substance use, whether that's alcohol, which is the don't be fooled, alcohol, take it from a substance misuse specialist, alcohol's the worst, because it's long term, it's subtle, and it's legal, right, um, it's a silent killer, and I mean, not just of your body, but of your, of your life, at least the other stuff is a short, generally a short, sharp shock, that you can't sustain that level of chaos in your, your life for long, but whatever it is you're doing, you gotta, you've gotta start cutting it down, right, You've got to get your body, your frequency, your body vibrating back at the frequency of the universe again. Then things start happening to you. You've got to take action, right? You've got to reach out and get advice. Don't reach out to someone that's going to turn around and, and, and lecture you and say, oh, you've got to stop doing that shit. That's not what you need. You need someone who listen. They say, do you know what, Chris? You're a good guy. I fucking love you, man. I just want the best for you. You know, I just want, I, I'm here to listen. I'll support you. But if you fuck me over, I, that's it. Right? You need to be fir firm, right? Uh, reach out, speak to someone. Very often, service personnel can be good listeners. But then if you meet someone who's a bit like in the matrix still, can have an adverse effect. Um, hey, yeah, I said take action, didn't I? Show gratitude. Start being grateful. Whatever your situation is, there's many, many people worse. I know that's not always helpful when you're when you're down in the doldrums, but it was something that I focused on a lot. Um, speak to one of the professional organisations, professional charities. So the combat stress sort of thing. Okay, if you get absolutely desperate, pick up the phone to Samaritans and speak to someone. There'll be a, a number below this video. So there's there is stuff you can do, and just take it from someone who's been there. You got a bright future. I believe in you. And I know you got this. That's it, folks. Much love. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username, Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.